Shabbos Shiva wrote down in the post game that there is a mitzvah to speak. And there are two things. When the Shabbat brings the din of Shabbos Shiva, he brings one din, the mitzvah to speak to teach people the halachas which they need to know. Similarly, there's a din of Shabbos Agadol before Pesach to teach Achos Pesach. So Shabbos Shabbos is the din to teach the halachas of Yom Kippur or Sukkot. But the Mishnah Burr brings the second thing also, and that is to Ma'ir people to Chav on Yom Kippur. And uh, that's uh, the topic I want to discuss a little bit this Shabbos, and that is the idea of this Iris for Chav. And why do I want to talk about this? Because I think there's a certain aspect of Chiva which people are doing. Especially now we find ourselves in the middle of a Sarasimic Chiva. But there's also an aspect of Chiva which we should be doing and that maybe we need to be reminded about. The aspect of Chiva that people are doing when a person feels they've done something wrong, they made a mistake, one time they were nichshal on something, they'll feel bad about it, and of course it's something they don't want to repeat. So yes, the chiva from a virus, the chiva from doing things wrong, is something people are doing now as well. But there's a second level of chiva also. The Benyana talks about this level, in Shari Chiva, he talks about Anashim Hayisharim at Tzadikim. People who Yashar, who are upright, who are Tzadikim, and they might not do so many Averis. So, what's their Chiva on? Not just for the once of they made a mistake and forgotten drank milk within six hours of eating meat, not for the one time they made a mistake and forgot to say Bracha Achreina. There might be chiva for actions like that as well. But there's a much more far-reaching, all-encompassing chiva. And the Benyana talks about these tzaddikim or yisharim, and he says, as the chiva they do, and it's not just a lip service, it's something which they feel so deeply. It says, Benyana, it like roars in their heart like the roar of a lion. And that is, the, the lack of what they achieved in Avodah Hashem. They didn't do as much as was expected of them. And this is a new dimension which we have to think about before Yom Kippur. Not just what did we do wrong. But what did we do right? Or in other words, did we do enough right? Is what we did and how much we achieved in, on par with Hashem's expectation for us? Or have we fallen short of what Hashem expected us to become? Now, the problem is that this is extremely difficult cheshpun to make. Because a person sees themselves as the person they are right now. And if they have to weigh up 
what they think they're capable of. So they have to look at themselves as the person they are right now. And use that as the, so to speak, starting point to decide how much could we have done. How much are we capable of. But that's not necessarily Hashem's perspective. Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu sees what people are able to be. What people have the potential and the koichas to achieve. And if that's the case, a person might look at himself and say, well look, this is the person I am. This is how much I did, and that's pretty good. And Hashem can look at that same person and think, this person could have been so much more. They achieved a fraction of what they're able to achieve. And therefore, the prerequisite to this level of chiva is for a person to be able to understand what he's really capable of because then he's in a better position to judge if he achieved that or not. Abeni Yaina in another one of his farm, not such a well-known sefer, besides the Shari Trevor, he wrote a sefer called Shari Avoida. The Shar, the gate of Avoida Sashem. And the very first line of that sefer is introductory, so to speak, message the first point one needs in becoming an Eved Hashem says Rabbi Yehna HaOved Tarikh Ladaas Malosef He has to know his strengths He has to know his abilities Because when a person is aware of his strengths when a person knows his abilities then he's able to use them, utilize them to achieve what Hashem wants him to achieve And when a person doesn't believe he has these abilities, then he's happy to remain on a mediocre level, thinking he's fulfilling everything he's meant to fulfill. But you'll see from multiple examples in the Tanakh that exactly this problem that a person doesn't consider himself capable of what Hashem wants him to achieve wasn't just uh, something which affected, so to speak, simple people like ourselves. You're going to see the same meta manifest in the greatest of the great. My first example is Moshe Rabbeinu. Not only did Moshe have to guess what he was meant to do, it was told to him explicitly. Hashem comes to Moshe and he says, Moshe, I've chosen you to be the one to take the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim. I've chosen you to be the leader for Kal Yisrael. And Moshe's reaction, Who am I? Who am I to go to How am I going to be able to do such a job? In other words, Moshe didn't feel that he was the right person for the task. Even though Hashem had just told him that he wants him to do it. Similarly, Aaron Akain. When he's appointed the Kohen Gadol, and on the eighth day of the Midoyim, the day of the inauguration of the Mishkan, 
so now it's his opportunity to bring the first carbon. And the Pasuk says, Moshe Stagav to him and said, Kravel HaMizbech. Aaron was embarrassed to step up to the, so to speak, to step up to the plate, to assume the responsibility of the Kohen God. And Moshe to come and convince him, Kravel HaMizbech. Hashem charged you, this is the job which is meant for you. And suddenly Yahshua, when Moshe is about to die in this week's parasha, parasha Vayelech, and Yeshua is going to take the responsibility of the mantle of leadership from Moshe. And that's an incredibly daunting job. Who could possibly think of replacing Moshe Rabbeinu? And now he's going to be responsible for Klai Yisrael. And that's how he finds time and again, both in the Torah and again in the Nach, Hashem tells Yeshua, Chazak ve'emat, Chazak ve'emat, Chazak ve'emat, be strong. Have courage, be strong, have courage, be strong, have courage. This is the job which is meant for you. You're able to do it. Now, this brings us back to the question. If we see, even after receiving a word from Hashem, people as great as Moshe, as Aaron, as Yeshua, don't naturally feel they're able to achieve what they're meant to do. They need that extra chizuk, that extra push. This is the job which is meant for you. You're able to achieve it. Go out and do it. And how much more so those of us who aren't Zaycha to Nevo? Those of us who haven't been given an explicit instruction from Hashem what to do. So are we, how much more are we like to think that Maybe it's a limit to what we can achieve. How much? How are we meant to know what's expected of us? And where are we meant to be holding? So there's two points to, to answer this question. The more basic one is the Yisrael of the Messiah Shisharim. The Messiah Shisharim talks of a Ganam Avucha. So to speak, a maze which in medieval times the kings used to plant made out of hedges, of shrubbery. And for a creation, people used to try and figure their way out of the maze. And the Messiah Shalim writes that a person who's in the maze and he sees a green bush on the right and a green bush on the left and a green bush in front of him and he has no idea where he's going. He's wandering aimlessly through these paths or passages in the maze. Not sure where he's headed, not sure where he's meant to get there. But if there's somebody who's standing in the palace, in the building, above the maze, and you can see the whole labyrinth in front of him, you can see the whole plan, he's looking from on top, and he would be calling out to the person who's inside the maze, and giving him directions, turn right, go straight, turn left, go straight, whatever it would be. So the person who's inside following directions will get out the maze. He's relying on someone who can see the whole picture. That's the one point. Therefore, Mishra talks about the concept, the importance of having a guide, a teacher, a rabbi. Somebody who can see a step ahead of where a Talmud is right now. And therefore you can guide him. This is the next step. This is what you've got to do next. 
But it goes deeper than that. Because to, because to be a good Rebbe, or to give, be a good teacher, or to be a good parent, it's not enough just to know what the next step, so to speak, is, in a general sense. The good instructor, the good mechanic, is somebody who can see the unique skills that the child has, that the Talmud has. And you can see, I see here potential for greatness in a certain area. I see a latent koyach. And therefore, this is the area where this person is meant to grow. Because this is the area where he has ability, he has talent. And the good mechanic doesn't just look at the child now in front of him, but he sees what, using the strengths that he has, what he could become later on in his life. And then, the chizok isn't just a general chizok, try harder. The chizok is, I can see you have talent to achieve a lot. I can see you in the future as being someone who's been so successful in a certain area. Because you have the ability. You have the ability. It's just a matter of using it to get there. The server from the altar. This is the mark of a true mechanic. True parent. The ability to, so to speak, be a talent scout. To discover, to pinpoint the abilities of a Talmud and bring out the Talmud to develop them. You know, once in Yeshiva, I was talking to another staff member about various alumni. I spoke about a certain person that had become pretty successful. And this other person remarked to me, who would have imagined when he was in Yeshiva that he'd ever turn out this way? I didn't say anything at the time. But the feeling I had was, if that's the way you look at your Talmudim, that you're completely in shock, taken aback, who would have imagined it'd be Matzliach? Uh, then you shouldn't be a mechanic. The koyach of a mechanic is to be able to be, uh, see in which way his his Talmud, his child, is going to become great, and then tell them, this is where you have to work. This is the skills you need, that you have. This is the direction you need to take to maximize what you can achieve with them. He said a breast, there are cotton godly year. This cotton, this child is now small, godly year, he's going to be big, he's going to be great. It shouldn't just be left as a vague generality. Adraba, in the Zea Kotan, in this child, a person should look to see in what way is he going to become big. Is it because his natural talent and his understanding? Is it because his natural generosity, natural good midas? Whatever it's going to be. But in that, God will hear. And then I see him having the potential to become big. And then my job is to be the one in the building. You can tell that to him. Remind him. You could become great. You have that, school, you have that in you. And if a person doesn't have a Rebbe or a teacher or a parent who's there to do their job for them, so they're just missing one perspective. They don't have the person who can see, so to speak, ahead 
of what it means to become great and notice in them the starting point of that godless. But what they do have is a person can see in himself the kaykhas that he has. And that's the same concept. If a person can see the kaykhas that Hashem has given him, he has, he has talent, his ability in a certain area, then know that this is an area which you could develop to become great. If a person could do that, then that's what's expected of them. Then it's required of them. This is the second aspect of Chava. The aspect of Chava which is not just feeling sorry, regret for what we've done wrong. Resolving not to make the same mistakes in the future. This is the Chava of direction. And that is, are we achieving what Hashem wants us to achieve? He says this in the Ila. You recognize the man from the beginning and you set him up. To stand in front of you. A person has the ability to stand in front of Hashem. A person has the ability to achieve everything the Torah wants him to achieve. The Bible always used to say that the mistake of people who think that I'm not able, I'm inadequate to achieve what the Torah requires. It doesn't apply to me. Yes, the Torah requires a person to get the level of Avas Hashem, of Dvekus, of a high level of Yira. People sometimes feel that's beyond me. That's the mistake. That's the mistake. It has to go the other way around. If that's the expectation of the Torah, it means the person is able to do it. If that's the case, if we're not doing it, then that's something to deliver for. Why aren't we achieving what the Torah wants us to achieve? Let's take this a step deeper. There's a Gemara. We started talking, you share this exposure. Now Hashem tells him, Chazak Be'ematz. Yeshua, you're going to be the next leader. You can do it. Be strong. You're going to bring Klai Shalter to Israel. There's a Gemara in Baba Basha. And the Gemara says that the Zakarian used to say, Pnei Moshe Kepnei Acham. Pnei Yeshua Kepnei Elevana. Moshe's countenance resembled the sun, and the face of Yeshua was compared to the moon. But then the Gemara carries on and says, Oila la'oisha busha. Why for that embarrassment? Or that shame? What's that referring to? What embarrassment? What shame? What are we talking about? There are a number of explanations given in Chazal, given about this Chazal. The one I want to talk about relates directly to the point we just said. Klal Yisrael had been used to the leadership of Moshe. Moshe was the Navi par excellence. Moshe was the nice Torah. Moshe was the greatest person we ever had. Moshe was Klayishol's leader. Yeshua? Yeshua next to Moshe, people felt, was like the moon next to the sun. 
it was a very, very, so to speak, meager reflection, a very pale comparison. How pale is the moon compared to the sun? And imagine someone will say to you, from tomorrow the sun won't rise anymore, the moon will take over. You're going to feel. This doesn't begin to be called the daytime. Yes, if the moon shines at night, it means you're not completely in the dark. How bright is that already? So you can't replace the sun. That's how people felt about Yeshua. You can't replace Moshe. Yeshua's leadership compared to Moshe would be the moon trying to replace the job of the sun. And what's the continuation? Maybe Yeshua felt like that himself. Maybe Yeshua also felt he wasn't adequate compared to Moshe. He's going to replace Moshe. He's going to take over the mantle of Moshe's leadership of Kaisra. It's going to be a very far cry from the leadership Moshe had. But say Chazal not. The Skyrim Slubadar said that, Because maybe Yeshua wasn't Moshe. But Yeshua did leave Klai Israel. Not only that, extremely successfully. Yeshua was the one who brought them into Israel. Yeshua was the one who conquered the 31 kings. We don't find any insurrection, any rebellion, any disagreement with Yeshua for the, throughout the many years of his reign. Of his, when Yeshua was at the helm, Klai Israel was maybe at the zenith of his spiritual level. We don't find any criticism of Klai Israel as a nation during Yeshua's leadership. And all those people who originally thought Yeshua is just the moon. How is he going to replace Moshe? They were left with the embarrassment that they had sorely misjudged Yeshua's capabilities. Hashem had chosen him as a leader and he proved to be one of Klai Yisrael's finest leaders. As I said before, maybe Yeshua felt that way too. Chazak ve'emetz. Be strong. If this is the job you meant to do, don't be afraid to do it. Like Moshe told Aaron, Krav Step forward. Step up to do the job Hashem wants you to do. If you've been chosen for the job, don't be afraid to try. That's the abilities Hashem has given you, and that's the expectation Hashem has of you. And this is a chiva which empowers a person. It doesn't reduce him to guilt. On the contrary, if Hashem has given me kaychas, stand up and use them. That's what they're there for. Imagine the regret you should have felt if he turned Hashem down. I'm just a regular Jew. I'm a Talmud of Moshe. I'm sure you'd find my fine and bigger, great leaders, Hashem. And imagine the regret you would have felt one day. This is the Yeshua you could have become. This is the function you could have played for Klai Yisra as the leader. Can there be any bigger Kharata, any bigger Tsar than that? Even the people from the outside were embarrassed by how they had misjudged Yeshua's ability. That applies for each of us also. 
Part of our cheshbon before Yom Kippur, are we doing everything Hashem expects us to do? And Hashem makes this explanation very clear. That's all the requirements. To love Hashem, fear Him, keep Him, keep all the mitzvahs, follow in His ways. That's too much for us. That's beyond us. That's not our level. That's an impossibility. If the Torah was metavet, it's something we can do. And it's just, a, so to speak, one of the te- te- temptations, one of the techniques of the Yetzirah to make us feel that we aren't able to achieve. And that's what Hashem expects from us, to be able to achieve it. And if we're able to achieve it, then part of our cheshbon nefesh, part of our introspection before Yom Kippur is, what are we doing to go about achieving it? How are we going to get to that stage? We also need to be chazak be'emats. To be strong, have courage. Understand that the talents we have are there because Hashem is intending us to utilize them to become great. It may be way beyond our perception of ourselves right now. It might be beyond the horizon of where we can see ourselves. You may need the mentor to show us that with the skills that you have and with the talents you have, you have no idea how great you can become with that. That may be. And to finish with the Zayah. The Zayah says, there are a number of people in the Torah. Hashem mentions their name twice. Avraham, Avraham. Moshe, Moshe. Yaakov, Yaakov. Once wasn't enough. What's the idea of a repetition of a person's name? The Zayah says it wasn't just a way of talking to them. This was the greatest possible compliment that HaKadosh Baruch could give. And the Zohar explains it like this. Hashem was speaking to the person here. Avram. And saying, Avram, Avram. The concept I have in Shemaim of what Avram Avinu was meant to be, that's what you are. Moshe, Moshe. Moshe. The person you are is the Moshe I had intended in Shemaim. Yaakov, Yaakov. Only very few. Rezoichet to such a compliment. What it means is, and what the person's achieved lines up with Hashem's expectation of him. Like I said, there's no greater compliment than that. That should be the shayf of all of us. And what we manage to achieve is, is on the par of what Hashem's expectation of us is.